to Essential Dynamics, the podcast where we explore business, life, and the principles of how we do things. And I'm Reed McCollum, your gregarious and very handsome host. Our engineer is Bryn Griffiths, and the star of our program is Mr. Derek Hudson. Derek, how are you? Reed, I'm fantastic. And I, I like being with both good-looking and gregarious people. I think that's wise. I'm glad you've put us together here. Derek, I have, uh, I have a thought for you today, and I, wanna, I want to explore it. And that is, how does essential dynamics support principles of leadership? Start there. Well, uh, great question, Reed. So first, let me just run over the overview of essential dynamics. I've done this before, but uh, just to set things in context, I, I like to think of the challenging things we do in life in the context of a quest mm-hmm. of uh, this, you know, this epic adventure that's really hard, that has some defined purpose, um, where we got some people with us on the journey and, and the path is the stuff we do to, to, to accomplish the purpose or to solve the problem. So we have a people, uh, you know, taking this path to accomplish this purpose. And it's, it's uh, common in literature and I've been able to, uh, to, to take that in, uh, in a bunch of different ways in looking at the way I solve business problems and, and think about life. Um, the other element, um, or the other part of essential dynamics is the dynamic part. And of course, in a quest, uh, it's hard. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a good story. And so for both, for all of people, path and purpose, we look at uh, the opposing forces, sometimes complementary, that uh, impact purpose, path and people in different ways. So when you're asking me about leadership principles, I mean, interesting that, that uh, we're talking about this because at one point, not that long ago, I, I thought, you know, essential dynamics is, is being quite useful in a lot of ways, but I don't know that it really helps would help someone become a better leader. And uh, if you think about kind of where the market is in um, business, uh, you know, sort of popular business uh, literature, you know, I leaders- just want to interject here, and to our audience, please go to DerekHudson.ca to learn how he doesn't know how to become a leader. There we go. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a lot of books on leadership. Right. There's a lot it of talks on leadership. One of the, the major self-help issues. Sure. And um, so, you know, one of the things I did recently read, which is really interesting, is I, I, I was doing some work and I found a definition of leadership that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and that referred me to another one. And then I, I thought, well, how does, like, if I was looking from our uh, essential dynamics, you know, viewpoint, what are these people saying about leadership? And so this is what I found out. I found a, a one page where it had uh, 14 CEOs defined leadership. Oh, nice. And just like, you know, two or three sentences each. So I actually have have this table in front of me and I have a column for people, a column for path and a column for purpose. And then their statement. And then I actually just took their words and snipped up the statement and dropped it in the three columns. Okay. And in almost every case, and I have like 16 or 17 definitions here, in almost every case, all they're doing 
is talking about people, path, and purpose. Really? Like every definition is the same. Wow. I would have thought they would have said their mission statement or something along those lines. Well, um, so I'm going to just grab one here. Yeah, here's one. Paul Pullman, the former CEO of Unilever. So that's a massive multinational company. That was uh, my idea in the first yeah, place, by the way. Yeah. He said, leadership is helping people succeed, inspiring and united people behind a common purpose, and then being accountable. Okay, break that so down. I, I take a look at that and I say, okay, so on the people side, leadership is helping people succeed, inspiring and uniting people. That's the people side. Um, I could cut it a little bit earlier, but maybe, so on, on the purpose side, it's uniting people behind a common purpose. Yes. So that their and, purpose X is clear and their purpose Y is in the same room. So some like, so, so anyway, the, so I'm helping the people, I'm, I'm taking them to the purpose. And then in this case, there's not as much on the path. And I just put the, and then being accountable part is on the path. And um, here's another one. It's a longer definition, but the path part is, and give them the means to do their job. Ah, lovely. Okay, and in that, I can see that. And in that definition, the, uh, the purpose thing is give them a clear direction, explain the purpose of the company. And then the middle part about people is talking about empowerment a lot about the people. But um, so, so a leader then, if you go back to essential dynamics, a leader uh, has a responsibility to identify or define the purpose um, and to then help the people along the path. Now, I have all these definitions and a lot of them said the same thing, you know, slightly different ways, slightly different order, but they just dropped in these three columns. And I went, oh, okay, so I think we're onto something. But then I got, I kind of sh got shocked out of, uh, out of this, um, this viewpoint a little bit because there are a few definitions, and these are the ones that maybe I, I, I like the best, where they talk about the, the character of the leader as a person. Ah. And so, you know, I found it very interesting that these 14 CEOs basically said leaders job is to define the purpose, assemble the people and march them on the path. And sometimes that was more empowering and, you know, supportive. And sometimes it was maybe a little more directive, um, but it was all external. So I recently um, read a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. Um, oh, by wow. the by, the Arbinger Institute. That's interesting because there's no name of an author provided. Because one of the points of the Arbinger Institute is it's not about me. Um, so really interesting stuff. So, so their um, pushback to common um, concepts of leadership is that typically, as leaders, we think of people as objects the leaders do the leaders think of people as objects. leaders company. yeah the leaders think of people as objects that they use to accomplish something okay. um and you know we talked about egyptian slaves and cattle in earlier episodes sure um so their 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 metaphor is when you're in the box 
than people are objects. And so the, this deception that leaders have is that they're somehow helping people when actually all they're doing is using people. If I want to paraphrase their thinking, I don't think they say those words. That's, um, that's very good. <clears throat> so the real challenge of leadership is to have a responsibility like that and then to actually be there for the people and not treat people as objects. Right, right, right. I come across this in my own field and it's uh, a common, it's a common misconception that uh, actors, for instance, are merely props to get the director's message across. And many directors feel that way. Uh, and that's why it's a film in film in the film world, they get an extra credit, not only directed by, but they also get at the top of the film, a film by. Mm. And that's a vanity credit because it's redundant, but it is uh, an effort on the, on the directors, on the part of the director's guild, if you will, to re reassert responsibility for the whole. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, you know who the boss is. Yeah. So, so the, um, so I have this table in front of me and I have people path and purpose and, and you can go down the people column and it's all covered, but their words are things like, um, make others want to follow, uh, empower your teams, willingly go helping believe, um, enabling people. Okay, so it's all still outward at these, you know, one of the things about people is we're finding out if if people are empowered or inspired, then they're better then they're better units of production. Yes, yes. Okay, it sounds so, very sounds benign, but it could be taken for evil purposes. Right. <laughs> so so what I've done in my little table here is I've added another column under the people section. Okay. And it's about the leader as a person. Good. And, uh, and who they are and, you know, how they think of their people. Um, so one story comes to mind. Uh, I haven't thought about this one for a long time, but are, are you familiar with the story of Ross Perot and his uh, people in Iran? No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that particular story. Please tell it. So, but so, just the, so that we, for our yeah. listeners, Ross Perot was a third-party candidate in two presidential elections in the '90s, uh, where he was upset with. He's basically a Republican, but he was upset with the leadership and felt like they were not, weren't representing things as well, and so he ran against George Bush Senior, uh, and is thought to have brought anyway he was a serious third party 30 party candidate uh that helped put clinton in office because he took he siphoned votes from bush anyway so, anyway so before that um uh, he was the ceo of a company called eds and uh, so it was a it was a big data processing company and um when the iran hostage crisis hit he had people in iran oh really and, and the government wasn't doing anything to try and get him out. So he said, we have 10,000 employees. There's gotta be some talent in here somewhere. 
So he develops his own special ops team from like oh, really? former military and intelligence people and they go get him. Oh, okay. I, now <laughs> maybe he did, maybe he did that because those were useful units of production. Uh, I like to think that, you know, he saw the people side and, um, and I like to think that even these leaders who gave us these definitions uh, don't think about people as units of production, but I think we have a system that certainly encourages that. Uh, you know, one of the things, I was maybe rambling a bit here, but one of the things that I've pushed back against a number of times is, um, is like individual financial incentives. Um, so two reasons I pushed back. One is I talked earlier about, we have to take a whole system view. And if you optimize, optimize locally, you're um, not gonna get, um, everything that you can out of the system. So if, if people have a, a thing they got to do to get their bonus, yeah, they'll do that thing to get their bonus, but it may not really help the company. And it takes a lot to be able to design a system where all that actually contributes. So that's one side. Uh, but, but the other is that I don't want to be a rat in a maze. No, no. Isn't it you know, cynical to I, ass I would, assume that People only run on money, though. And I would rather do, you know, a good job and get a fair wage than to be in some kind of behavior modification experiment. So, anyway, um, so it's it's easy to go, it's easy to go there quickly. Um, so I think the uh, the way essential dynamics help us helps us look at leadership um, is we'll just go through the through the elements here. Um, a leader does. Uh, help define the purpose. And sometimes the leader defines the purpose and sometimes the leader works with the team, you know, to create a process to define the purpose. And, you know, and a lot of that depends on what, what it is you're trying to, trying to accomplish. If you start a company uh, to solve a particular problem, well, there's your purpose. Now you try and find people who can line up with it. I see um, your point. But does, 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 do you inspire people always Financially, I mean, is that the only way you inspire people? I don't think financial ever inspires people. No, um, but but you, I mean, I've always I just really like the idea that you you figure out what the market is and pay people what they're worth because you shouldn't pay them any less, and um, and it's not economical to pay them any more. It's not easy to figure out what that is, but just the principle yeah. is there's a there's a value in the economy to the work someone's doing. And you shouldn't you shouldn't abuse the shareholders or the employee. Um, so anyway, there's this there's this element of figuring out the purpose. Um, then if we go to the path, I've worked with leaders who like they don't care about the path. Right, right. I, I'm just thinking the same thing where some leaders don't care. So so they'll say, This is where we're going. I don't care how we get there, don't bother me with the details of operations. And then they'll do strategic pronouncements and stuff like that that have no basis in reality because they don't understand the machine that they're leading. Mm -hmm. um, uh, on the flip side, the leader has to be clearing the constraints and you know, picking the constraints and setting the drivers, not um, another pack mule, because the system's got to get better. And there's a you know, so the leader has to take some ownership for improving the system. Um, and not just working in it. 
but then the real interesting thing is at the people side, like we said. So you have this balance of I need people as a leader. If you're at the top, there's there's leaders everywhere, but um, we we do things through other people. That's another way to define leadership. That's still kind of you know treating people as objects. Um, so we do need to come together as groups and accomplish more than we can do on our own. Um, but essential dynamics, you know, because we're looking at these two sides also says, and all those people are people and they're all individuals with their own, their own needs and stuff like that. And we have to, we have to view them as individuals. And the big challenge for a leader is to be able to take their own personal, uh, personal desires, personal interests, mm-hmm. and push them down so they can take care of their people. I think, and those are the kinds of leaders that we all really, uh, really like is the ones who are selfless. Um, so, right. So you're saying le- the best leaders are, are selfless and not necessarily pushing their own agenda. Yeah. So, so actually, thanks for saying agenda, Rick, because that takes me back up to purpose. Um, the big question for a leader is, uh, are you big enough? If you're like, if you're in charge of something, are you big enough to lay out the purpose X and purpose Y of the organization, uh, and subordinate your own purposes to that, to both of them? Cause you know, the first place some people might go is okay. Purpose X company does well. Purpose why is I get a lot of fame recognition. And I get paid a lot. Well, that's, X, that's that. Then we can modify things. I think during the pandemic, for a lot of small businesses, Purpose X was stay open, survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but if uh, if if that's what it takes for a leader to appreciate that, <clears throat> what they need to do is take their owner. Uh, interests and push them down and say, what I need to do is to keep my employees whole. Yes. Keep the company whole. And those purposes are far more important than any interest I have as an owner. Right. Right. You know, that's a, that's a selfless leader. I don't think our system is set up to do that very well, but we do see people who are selfless leaders, certainly from, uh, from time to time and throughout, throughout history and certainly in, in literature as well. Derek, this is a fascinating concept, and it's going to take a lot of time to digest it. We're going to talk about this again, because I'm going to come back to that question. How does essential dynamics support principles of leadership? Because that's what you do, and that's how you came into the, how you came to essential dynamics as a philosophy. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for th- sharing your thoughts. Uh, Derek, where can people reach you if they want to, if they want to talk to you about this? It's easy to find me on the internet at DerekHudson.ca and certainly welcome you know, continuing conversations on this and other topics that uh, we, we can apply essential dynamics to. So far, I think we've uh, been able to do that every time we've tried. Great. And uh, for Brig Griffiths, our, our engineer, for Derek Hudson, our leader and thought man, I'm Reed McCollum, who is just your everyman. And until next time, Consider your quest.